Hey there, it's Jonathan with today's Good Life Project update where we blend together different ideas and segments to kind of update you on (laughs) what's spiraling around in my noggin related to living a good life. Today, kind of an interesting focus, actually two of them. We've got a riff and a science update. And today's riff is about to-do lists. Do you keep to-do lists? Do you live and die by them? Do you absolutely hate them and war with them? There are a couple of interesting things that happen in our minds that uh, make to-do lists a really interesting thing to explore, even if the thought of them makes you, you know, kind of want to hurl. In our science update, we've got an interesting bit of science that shows that concentrating or focusing your attention, your awareness on something highly visual can potentially lead you to be what's uh, called momentarily deaf to sounds around you. So we're going to dive into that research and it may also explain a little bit of relationship angst along the way, give you something, a little bit of science to point to the next time somebody says, hey, were you listening? Anyway, I'm Jonathan Fields. This is Good Life Project. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Good Life Project is brought to you by Understood Explains, a podcast that's like a beacon for parents navigating the special education system. Hosted by Juliana Urtube, a special education expert, this season is all about individualized education plans, or IEPs. Juliana breaks down complex topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP in a way that's easy to grasp. I checked out an episode of Understood Explains about the difference between IEPs and 504 plans, and I was struck by the balance of empathy and practical advice. It's not just about understanding the system. It's about empowering parents and caregivers to advocate for their children, which is just so important. So I've known a number of people who've had to literally scramble to figure out how to advocate for their kids when the system seemed to just make it so hard to get the support that they need and deserve. So if you're a parent navigating this world or even just wondering if it's right for your family, I encourage you to give Understood Explains a listen. Search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains. It's like having a roadmap for a journey you didn't expect, making it a little less daunting. So in today's riff, I'm talking about something called to-do lists. Now, as I said in the lead up to this, many of us have some sort of 
pre-existing relationship with the idea of to-do lists or apps or programs. Um, some of us absolutely love to-do lists. They're a tool that works really beautifully with the way that we organize our minds and our lives, and they give us a sense of accomplishment along the way. Some of us have really strong preferences. You know, we may be like, oh, I am completely a list person, but it has to be on paper. And you'll have your specific journal, you'll have your specific, you know, like planner or file, whatever it may be. Everyone has their own technique. And some people love, love, love paper. Others, on the other hand, don't want anything to do with paper. And it's not just because they're freaked out that if they lose it, they'll lose their lives. It's because their brains work in a way where they kind of work better when they're digital. So I'm one of those people. I run my days, weeks, months, and quarters productivity with sort of hyper-organized task lists that are um, based on projects. And I use an app. Um, I've experimented with many different ones. The platform I use right now is called Asana. And it's really powerful because it allows me to segment what I need to do by topic, by priority, by uh, deadline or due dates, and then kind of bang through it. And what I do is I actually dive in and I identify what are the one or two absolutely critical things that will move the needle forward in a project or initiative that is deeply meaningful to me. And I try and focus on those first. Does it always work? Mm. <laughs> Not always. But that's certainly my intention when I do it. And here's the interesting thing about any form of task or to-do list. We tend to have love-hate relationships with them based on the way that we're wired. If you are somebody who's highly rebellious, if you are, for example, somebody who is one of, uh, you know, looking at Gretchen Rubin's Four Tendencies, a rebel, you're probably going to hate them because even if you created the list yourself, you're imposing some sort of order and priority on what you do. And you're just going to kind of feel the need to, hey, just be me and do whatever you feel is important on any given moment or day. If you are um, have a different tendency, you may love, love, love them. If you're a questioner, which I am, you may look at the different tasks and say, well, I'll only put it on the to-do list and do it if it's on the to-do list. If the reason I put it there made sense to start with, and if the reason that it's still there makes sense as I look at it today. So we tend to have you know, different wiring around expectations and task lists. Regardless of your wiring, though, to-do lists or task lists, they can actually be really important and really effective on two different levels. One is the way that they relate to a, kind of an oddball wiring that our brains have. It's called the negativity bias. And I've spoken about this in the past. Fundamentally, the negativity bias is something that the vast majority of humans walk around with. And it is a wiring of our brain's default that wires us to go towards to focus, to draw attention to, and to sometimes not be able to let go of the negative side of life, the stuff that goes wrong. And within that stuff that goes wrong is the stuff that we quote, should have gotten done but didn't do. We tend to see only the things that are left undone and we tend to forget about or discredit the things that we actually have accomplished 
and gotten done. And because of that, that leads us into what researcher Barbara Fredrickson uh, has called a downward spiral. So if we kind of don't do anything to counter the effects of the negativity bias, which tends to be the organic default state for most of our brains, if we don't do something proactively to counter the effect of that bias, then we start to spin downward into this negative place. And that makes it really hard for us to walk through the day and feel good about ourselves, feel accomplished about ourselves, feel like we're happy, feel like we're content, feel like we are fulfilled with who we are and the lives that we're creating. So keeping a task list is a really interesting way to counter that, but not in the way that you're thinking about. It's this, and it has to do with um, something that uh, an, uh, an author, Karen Salmonson, who I've known for years, says about the difference between to-do lists and what she calls a to-done list. And that is that when you keep a list that not only shows you what you have to do, but then you allow it to become a living, searchable record of what you have done, of all of the tasks, small and large, the projects, the to-dos, the accomplishments that you've actually been able to check off, that gives you the ability to then reflect on that and say, huh, that negativity bias that says you suck, you haven't accomplished anything, you're like you're, nothing meaningful is happening. When you actually have a to-do list that allows you to check things off and then to keep a record of them that you can flip back through and reflect on, it serves as concrete evidence that your negativity bias is wrong. It serves as proof that you are, in fact, accomplishing stuff, providing, of course, that the stuff on that task list is stuff that's truly meaningful to you. And that's something you really want to focus on. So when you create a task list, you want to do it in a way where you don't just use it as something that tells you what to do, but you are very sort of almost religious about making sure the stuff that really matters is on there and making sure that when you do it, you mark it as done so that you can reflect on it and leverage it as that body of evidence that you actually are accomplishing things, that you are doing things that matter. And that also ties in with the research of uh, Professor Teresa Amabile, who uh, runs her lab and also um, is the author of a really interesting book called The Progress Principle, what she showed in her research is that one of the most powerful motivators of anything that we have in work in life, it's not big incentives, it's not rewards, it's not money. It's actually the ability to experience small bits of progress a little bit at a time along the way every day, sometimes every minute, every hour, every week. That is what makes us feel deeply rewarded and fulfilled. That's what keeps us motivated and alive. It's what keeps us doing something that you know doesn't wrap up in the blink of an eye, but actually requires sustained effort over time. And you know what requires sustained effort over time? Living a good life, contributing in a meaningful way to the world 
and the lives of those around you. So when you think about it, when you think about, you know, how you may feel about a to-do or task list, think about the fact that our brains are wired to organically default into a negative spiral, which ignores the stuff that we've done and uh, devalues the stuff that we have accomplished. Add to that the fact that one of the most rewarding and fulfilling things that we can do is have a way to recognize and validate progress on a regular basis along the way. And make sure that you're keeping your task or to-do list in a way where you are recording everything meaningful and having a way to check it off, validating, noting, and keeping a record of all the stuff that you actually have accomplished. When you add all those together, even if you're somebody that doesn't sort of naturally default to being comfortable with the idea of keeping these types of lists or project accomplishment lists, task lists, or to-do lists, when you look at sort of you know what it can actually do to and for you, there becomes a really powerful argument for keeping these in your quest to do really good work and to live a really good life. So that's kind of what I'm thinking about today. And maybe that's this week's invitation. What would happen if you chose whatever your you know preferred medium is? Paper, notebook, back of an envelope, something that, uh, you know, task-oriented uh, and it can be technology application, um, something that allows you to not just write down the important things that you uh, want to get done, but also check them off and keep a record of those things that you can refer back to as a body of evidence of all of the good things that you have accomplished. Check it out. Try it out for the next week or so. And then see how it feels. See if it moves the needle in your state of mind and in your life. And as always, share the experiments with me. Um, you can find me all over the place on social media, pretty much at Jonathan Fields or at Good Life Project all over the place. Be sure to stay tuned because after the break, we're coming back with some really fascinating research on how paying attention to stuff that you see can sometimes war with your ability to also hear what's going on around you. And that includes hearing what people might be saying or asking around you. Back with you after the break. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Good Life Project is sponsored by Lexus GX. So have you ever owned something that inspired you to just up your game? For me, it was this high-end mountain bike. I love the ultralight frame, the suspension, the precision gearing, and I realized it deserved to be ridden to its full potential. So I started training harder so I could experience the joy it could give back to me. And it paid off. That bike helped me discover just new levels of performance and straight-up joy. When we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. Imagine tackling rugged landscapes with the available 33-inch all-terrain tires and multi-terrain select, then unwinding with the available front-row massaging seats. This is a vehicle that inspires you to go further to live up to its full potential. So why settle? Live up to the all-new Lexus GX, luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Good Life Project is sponsored by NetSuite. So I remember when our businesses were just starting to really scale. It was amazing and also added complexity and stress. And the things that I used to do in hours were taking days, too many spreadsheets, too many systems, no single source of truth. That sounds familiar. You should know these numbers. 37,000. 25 and 1. 37,000 businesses have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. And 1. Because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all of your key performance indicators in one efficient system with one source of truth, manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow all in one place. And right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash goodlife. That's netsuite.com slash goodlife to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash goodlife. And we're back with a really interesting study on something called uh, inattentional deafness. What in the world is that? You, you very likely have experienced this. Um, in fact, we've all experienced this. I know I certainly have. It's funny. I am a, I'm a creator. I love to make stuff. And when I'm writing or when I'm you know, looking at stuff, when I'm painting or making art, I have learned over the years that my world tends to vanish away. You know, if I'm deeply engaged in seeing something, like if you actually gave me a picture and said, okay, here's a picture and I want you to find these five things in the picture. And then you spoke with me while I was searching for those five things. I not only would likely ignore you, but what I've noticed over the years is I literally don't hear you. And I've always wondered about that. I've always wondered, am I just filtering you out? I hear you, but I'm not paying attention. Or is there something about the way that the brain is wired, that our brains are wired, that actually kind of force you to alternate between senses because you just don't have the, the processing speed, the bandwidth, the sort of multitask between hearing, feeling, um, and, and seeing? Well, it turns out that that, in fact, is exactly the case. In a study that was published in the Journal of Neuroscience, and as always, 
We will include a link to the actual study report in the show notes for fellow science geeks like me who want to go deeper into the actual modality and what happened. This was actually done by uh, Dr. Maria Chait. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing the name right at the UCL Ear Institute. The study looked at this phenomenon and they looked at it in a really interesting and different way. So we've known about this phenomenon for a long time, but there's never been a real understanding of what is happening in the brain during inattentional deafness, which is what this is called. The experience or the phenomenon where when you're concentrating on something visual, you're, you, you become momentarily deaf to many sounds. So what's this all about? And the question was, the same question that I had, is it that your brain works in a way where you just become hyper-focused and it automatically filters out all of the other people or sounds? Or does your brain actually not even hear it? In order to figure this out, a number of volunteers came in and they were asked to then participate in a hypervisual task. And then they were sort of exposed to different sounds while they were doing this. While this was all happening, these people were also hooked up to brain scans that were able to show what was happening in different parts of the brain. Now, this was not the sort of typical uh, fMRI that we, we often hear about. There's something called uh, uh, an MEG or magnetoencephalography. And what it effectively does is it monitors the brain and the different centers of the brain so they can tell you what's going on. And here's what happened. According to Dr. Chait, in quotes, the brain scans showed that people were not only ignoring or filtering out the sounds, they were not actually hearing them in the first place, end quote. So really interesting. And what that suggests is that visual processing and auditory processing, they both kind of share overlap in processing centers in the brain. And that this inattentional deafness that comes when you're doing something which is highly visual is not just you filtering out, is not just you actually, quote, hearing sounds, but filtering them out. It's the fact that your brain actually doesn't hear them at all. It's not that you're, you know, somebody's trying to get your attention and you're just ignoring them because you're so focused on what you want to do. You quite literally may not hear them. Your brain, it, it will be as if it's silent around you, which is kind of a fascinating thing that I've always wondered about because when I'm working in different environments, I know that the more absorbed I become in something visual, it's been my experience that the less it matters how much ambient sound is around me, and also the less I hear anything or anyone around me. Really interesting in the context of doing creative work, of doing especially work that is immersive and hypervisual. But it's also interesting in the context of how we are living our lives, because where are most people's eyes in an increasing percentage of the day these days? Their heads down eyes looking at a phone, right? And what are you doing on your phone? It's not even that you're just scanning for updates. We're defaulting to highly visually sensory apps like Snapchat and Instagram, where instead of just reading or instead of trying to consume information, it's highly visual. You're constantly scanning images and visuals. And that means that if you're doing this when you're sort of out and about in the world, 
you will literally not be hearing what's going on around you. And that has implications both for your safety when you're walking around on the street and for the depth and quality of relationships with people around you who are not just annoyed by the fact that you're listening to your phone, but then when they start to say, can you just put your phone down for a minute so we can have a real conversation, you may not actually even hear that, which is going to lead to a cascade of even more (laughs) anger and frustration. So something to think about as you move through your day that, you know, we tend to have to move between visual and auditory. And when we're doing something that is highly visual, our brain works in a way that it creates this experience of what is called inattentional deafness, where we stop hearing much of the world around us. That can be good when you need to really focus on one particular thing, but it also has some real risks and downsides as you try and do your good work in the world and create great relationships in the world. So I hope you found that interesting. As always, as mentioned, um, we'll include a full report on that in the show notes for those who are interested. We'll be back next week with some more fun stuff. And as we wrap up, I want to give a final shout out to our awesome sponsors and supporters. RX Bar for Kids, Chocolate Chip, Apple Cinnamon, Raisin, and Berry Blast. Find them at Target stores or for 25% off your first order, visit rxbar slash goodlife and enter the promo goodlife at checkout. Audible is my go-to place to find audiobooks. As a Good Life Project listener, you can now get a free audiobook with a 30-day trial at audible.com slash goodlife. Right now, you can post a job on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash good. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If the stories and ideas in any way moved you, I would so appreciate if you would take just a few extra seconds for two quick things. One, if it's touched you in some way, if there's some idea or moment in the story or in the conversation that you really feel like you would share with somebody else, that it would make a difference in somebody else's life. Take a moment and whatever app you're using, just share this episode with somebody who you think it'll make a difference for. Email it if that's the easiest thing, whatever is easiest for you. And then of course, if you're compelled, subscribe so that you can stay a part of this continuing experience. My greatest hope with this podcast is not just to produce moments um, and share stories and ideas that impact one person listening, but to let it create a conversation, to let it serve as a catalyst for the elevation of all of us together, collectively, because that's how we rise. When stories and ideas become conversations that lead to action, that's when real change happens. And I would love to invite you to participate on that level. Thank you so much, as always, for your intention, for your attention, for your heart. And um, I wish you only the best. I'm Jonathan Fields, signing off for Good Life Project. Thank you.
Good Life Project is sponsored by Lexus GX. So have you ever owned something that inspired you to just up your game? For me, it was this high-end mountain bike. I love the ultralight frame, the suspension, the precision gearing, and I realized it deserved to be ridden to its full potential. So I started training harder so I could experience the joy it could give back to me. And it paid off. That bike helped me discover just new levels of performance and straight-up joy. When we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. Imagine tackling rugged landscapes with the available 33-inch all-terrain tires and multi-terrain select, then unwinding with the available front-row massaging seats. This is a vehicle that inspires you to go further to live up to its full potential. So why settle? Live up to the all-new Lexus GX, luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.